With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This, this, this is, 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 is. Fight Disciples. Welcome to podcast episode 234. This is the Fight Disciples and dedicated to the world of UFC. If you've only just come across it, you can subscribe via our... Uh, uh, iTunes, Fight Disciples, and we're all over the internet as well, fightdisciples.com for Android feeds, and you can also get us on all social medias, at Fight Disciple, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, get amongst it, you will have seen my illustrious colleague on YouTube all last week, who has just this moment, as we're recording this podcast, just this moment, stepped off a plane, I was nearly charged 100 quid to pick him up. <laughs> At Manchester Airport. I've no idea what that new thing's all about down there, if you've ever been there. It's crackers. You were literally getting in the car, and the geezer says to me, sorry, pal, you're going to have to drive on, otherwise yeah. I'm going to charge you 100 quid. I had the door open. I had to close the door, move to a different floor. It was fucking ridiculous. Money-making scam, pal. But fresh off the plane. So we're actually not do- fresh, but I'm off the yeah, plane. Yeah. Stinking. We're actually making this show in my house. So if you can hear him slurping on a cup of tea. Cup of tea. You've oh, missed I've it. missed a good cup of tea, lad. <laughs> Let me tell you. When I was in the States, I had a cup don't of tea. Get, don't give me this shit, right? Because all you've been sending me all week, right, is pictures of various Texas barbecues that you've been to, <laughs> racks of ribs, oh, burgers, tacos, you name it. That's all my WhatsApp's been filled with, just on the wind-up. And then you send me a video last week, which many people know about, of you and Jim Edwards just getting out on the piss. You're supposed to be making a programme and you're just getting lashed up, <laughs> ordering beers. Yeah, I'm going out to Dallas to work. Yeah, of course you fucking are. Tell you what, the barbecue out there is outstanding, but now I've got a completely deep understanding of how John Wayne died. <laughs> you know, we had his colon got packed with red meat, didn't it? Seriously, that's how I feel at the moment. Backed up I'm with so shit. So bunged up with fucking beef, it's unbelievable. Is that why you've come here? That's why you've come, co- here, you've yeah. come here to leave me a log <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> right, so we use the use the toilet. Missy sees him for a treat later on. <laughs> She's going to come back from work and there's a fucking Loch Ness monster waiting for her. And I'm going to get it in the neck. Absolutely, you are, yeah. Nick's been round. Nick's been round. He's left you a treat upstairs. Okay, so see of Dallas, Texas. That's Texan barbecue for you right there. Mm. But no, the, to be fair, the food was tremendous. And that Miller Lite goes down pretty well. So, so you've had a good time? All in all, yeah, not too bad. Bar the result of the main event? Yeah, obviously that's that still pangs, doesn't it? It still hurts, but... You know, if our guy was 35 and long in the tooth and it had taken him 10 years to get to this point and we'd fallen at this final hurdle, um, you'd be devastated. Mm. But I think pretty quickly afterwards, not necessarily for Darren, but or for his team who obviously have been living and breathing this for the last few months, but I think for everybody else that was cage side and certainly for myself, within a, within half an hour, an hour afterwards, I was like, okay, so what? Like, mm. We got here pretty quickly. Most of the fight disciples, loads of people were messaging me. I appreciate that. Loads of fight disciples were messaging me going, mate, this is brilliant. Didn't even know Dan until it was until I started listening to the show. So many people like didn't even follow UFC until I started yeah. listening to fight disciples. And now I fucking love it. Now I love Dan until 
thank you for taking us on this journey and this is just just the beginning and it truly is you know the guy's 25 he's got so much potential and uh mate the guy's a superstar look at the yeah. reaction that the american fans gave him all week you know what i mean he was it was like being at home it was like being at home mm. Dana was fuming. Yeah. <laughs> Dana was pissed. He was devastated, yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, Woodley's the, Woodley's the champion they've got, but he's not necessarily the champion they mm. want. That's pretty evident. Did you, you interviewed him after the thing, didn't you? Or yeah. was it before? Uh, uh, well, both. I interviewed him a couple of, I interviewed him twice in the run-up, um, and he was frosty as fuck. But saying that, he was, he was truculent with ev- all media, do you know what I mean? It was weird. I, I can't get my head around Tyron Woodley, because, you know what? Away well, you took it, it Tyron. I'm sorry, I was thinking Dana, because you interviewed Dana. Was he oh, p- was yeah. he pissed after the fight? I didn't interview him after the fight. Well, Just I did before. very briefly, but he was he was fuming. Uh, he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy, and you you can understand why. You know, Tyron's. I say he's the, he's the champion they've got, but he's not necessarily the champion they want. You know, he's thirty six. He's a veteran. Mm. He's a family man. You know, he's not active on social media. He he's quite. He takes shots at the UFC brass all the time. He wants to be recognised as the greatest, yet he wants to pick his fights. And, you know, he, he, it's all about money with him. And, you know, fans don't... You don't engage with somebody when all they talk about is money, when mm. all they talk about is, you know, what they're not getting rather than what they are getting. Mm. And, you know, I think that's why Darren Tiller's kind of won so many people over, just because he is who he is. You know, he, I, I, I don't really want to draw comparisons with Connor because it's it, that putting too much pressure on anybody, but... He reminds me so much of Conor in regards to the fact that he's he's got so much talent, he's got so much confidence to go with it, and yet he proved just as Conor did when he lost to Nate Diaz that he's a, that he's a real man and he and he's honest, you know. And okay, the volume might get turned up, but whatever whatever Darren Till says, like Conor, he means it's from the heart. You know, there's mm. no bullshit with him. There's no fakeness. And I think at the end, when he when he spoke to the, to Joe Rogan and then obviously backstage when he spoke to us and. Uh, you know, most people didn't see it, but he, he was he was pretty upset backstage as well, uh, which you can imagine. Still a young lad, but I think the way he took it, he took it like a champion. He took it like a man, and he, you know, the way he was saying, "I got beat by the better man yeah. tonight." You know, that takes a lot of balls to do something like that and re- respond like that. And listen, the, the future is so bright for Darren Till, and um, you know, I, I put a tweet out in the immediate aftermath, basically just with the hashtag doubt him now. I'm telling you that, doubt him now. Okay, it wasn't the performance anybody wanted or expected. You Mm. know, I'll be honest, he just didn't get started, did he? I think think the tactics were to make Tyron work for two rounds, burn them big muscles up, and then step the pace up. And unfortunately, Tyron landed in that quite early in that second round as Darren was coming inside. I'll tell you uh, something though, man. Fucking hell, the whiskers on Darren Till. He was taking some wax, wasn't he? I was watching it going, is he out? He's not out. He's absolutely getting caught flush on the deck, on the ground and pound. The elbows were raining in. He was getting twatted. He was getting absolutely smacked to fuck. And I thought to myself, he's still there. Yeah. Fair play to Woodley because he obviously realised that he needed a bat to get him out of it. So he changed his tactic and then maybe a touch of naivety on Darren's part because it was all raining down thunderous blows. And then Woodley, shrewd, old ahead, been there before. Right, I'll just flip this now. Yeah. And he ended up getting his black belt, didn't he, off it. So he's an extremely talented kid on the deck. And he just, the way he manoeuvred into that dash shot was absolutely outstanding. But as we said on last week's show, that's his first submission in the UFC. Yeah. He was a submission machine before he came into the yeah. UFC. He's got, he had a lot of them, but uh, 
you know, I think you're right. I think he scores that early knockdown. He's raining down some pretty he thinks he's heavy finishing ground it. and plowing. He does, yeah. Against any other fighter, man, he's finishing he it is. there. He was dropping They're out. massive elbows. You know, Dallum's head got split open and stuff like that. And I think Tyron, having experience he's got, he's probably had a little look up at the clock, thought, wait a minute, I've burnt myself out here. I've, yeah. just, I've just rained down blows. There's no point in whacking him. 90 seconds. He ain't going anywhere. He ain't going nowhere. So, okay, let's check. He's looked up and seen, okay, we're inside the final minute of this round and this is my opportunity. Mm. And I've gone elf, I've threw the kitchen sink at this kid. Yeah. Gonna have to do something else now. And that's intelligent to go, okay, now I'm gonna try and choke him for the last minute. You know, I'll switch it to something else because I'll be honest, with 30 seconds to go, even though the Darce choke was, you know, was coming on, I was like, we've, we've done it. Like, Darren's done it. He's survived. Because yeah. he was getting elbowed from top position, heavy, heavy elbows. And I'm looking at the clock thinking, there's three minutes to go. We are fucked here. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's going to survive this yeah. for three minutes. And then with 30 seconds to go, I'm like, oh my God, he's done it. We've survived. That was all I was thinking is, we survived this. The fight completely changes. Yeah. Because Tyron has exerted so much energy. And he'll break his heart. Of course. Because he's thrown the kitchen sink at him and he ain't gone anywhere. With 30 seconds to go, I thought we got it. And then obviously the, the, the choke come in. and But that's shrewd from Woodley to realise that. And na- not, na- not naive, but it's just an experience from, from Darren because he ain't been there before. Mm. I mean, if you've just been absolutely pummeled for four minutes, you've lost all conception of what time it is, where you are in the round. You don't know what the crack is. Yeah. And if he, if he has more experience of, the, of the, the big nights, the big pay-per-view nights, I've no doubt if that does happen again, he'll go, I've got 20 seconds here. I'll, I'll, I'll ride this Darce choke out. Yeah, absolutely. And I think the Darce choke itself, you know, watching it back on TV, I was quite surprised. Like in the arena at the time, I was thinking... Well, there's only seconds to go. He's not going to choke. You're probably right. You're not going to tap. You're probably right. He had no idea concept of time. But I just think the... was I don't know if it was necessarily the choke was in deep to cut off the air supply or on the replay. It was like... It was in an awkward position. Darren's face looked like he was in so much pain. And I don't know whether it was a case of the choke was cutting off the air supply and that's why he tapped. Or basically, Tyron Woodley, who's like a fucking linebacker, yeah. is generating that much crushing power with his yeah, body yeah. that he was literally just crushing Darren's head and crushing his neck. And it was pure through pure pain where he's gone, fucking hell, my head's going to get snapped off here. And that's why he's tapped, rather than a lack mm. of oxygen to the brain, being unable to breathe. Or maybe, you know, maybe it was a combination of them both. But you know what? Take, take the fact of the personal relationship away with us, with Darren, and the fact that we've championed him for a long time and he's a big friend of this show. Take that away from the fact for one minute, and I just thought it was an outstanding performance from Tyron Woodley. Yeah, it was. I thought he he turned back the clock. He did. He was the he Tyron Woodley. To, man. He was when he was a challenger. Yeah. He wasn't the Tyron Woodley we've seen since he became champion. Yeah, who's safety first and all that. No, he was aggressive. He was a bully. He was the Tyron Woodley that got him to where he is today. And you know what? If he'd always fought like that, if he'd always put You'd in that him. kind of performance, he'd be fucking everyone's favorite fighter. Yeah, he's in a good position now because off the back of that. Like you said, he's had three fights leading into this which didn't necessarily catch fire. He's had this fight and he's looked brilliant. He was absolutely brilliant with Tyron Woodley and the way that he went about finishing it, you think to yourself, fucking hell, mate, you are legit. His next opponent's Colby Covington. He's got an opportunity now to become that guy that everybody loves because everybody hates Colby Covington. Absolutely. He's going to want... Everybody's going to want Tyron Woodley to starch him. Of course. And if he does, then... He can re- He's just got to be a little bit more savvy with his choice of words, I suppose, with media and with fans. Like you just said before, talking about money, talking about X, Y, and Z. Don't do that. Just be the people's champ. Like Darren's been all week, I suppose. Take a little bit of a, a leaf out of Darren's book and he could go on to become that superstar. And if you're that superstar, 
the money will follow. Exactly. You'll get paid. Exactly. He doesn't seem to get it, does he? He doesn't seem to get the fact that popularity, whether you're a hero or a villain, popularity is what gets you paid. Yeah. That's what puts bums on seats. That's what makes people buy pay-per-views. But when you're just a prick, <laughs> that doesn't do anything. And he, he, he was acting like a prick all week. I was around him from Tuesday to, well, till Sunday. And, uh, you know, I interviewed him numerous times for a couple of different outlets. And he was just so standoffish but with everybody like everyone was talking about it even yeah. the American media it wasn't like you like when I first sat down on the first interview at a one on one we did a video interview it was just like no media around it was just us in a media room we sat down I had a crew with me and he, and he went uh, right where are you guys from and we went like the UK you know obviously we're here live coverage and blow and he went right okay and I went nice to see you anyway Tyrone you know I haven't seen you for a few years but you know I spoke to you last week on the radio and blah and instead of saying like not putting a name to it and going, yeah, oh, yeah. I remember you from Fighters Only, or I don't. When did we see each other last? Or, yeah, yeah. He just went, where are you actually from, though? Eh? And I was like, UK? And he, he went, yeah, but where in the UK? And I went, Liverpool? And he went, ah. Oh. And like rolled his eyes, and I'm like, I've spoke to you numerous times over the last six, seven years for it, different w- interviews. Yeah, with fights that had nothing to do with Darren Till, just because he's from Liverpool. I'm from Liverpool. It, it's, about, it's about Darren Till. And he was really standoffish for the first three or four minutes of the interview. And then when I started massaging his ego, like, you know, we, sometimes you've got to do that to get yeah. a fucking... You've got to wank him off, man, to get the jizz. Of course. <laughs> uh, he, he kind of loosened up a little bit then and he was all right, you know, but... The thing with Darren all week, not with Darren, with Tyron all week, and everyone was saying it, all media was saying it, is every question he was getting asked, he was he was replying with a, with a question. It was really abrasive, do you mm. know what I mean? It was like, you know, Tyron, you know, we haven't seen you have a finish for a while. Do you think you can get a finish? Well, don't you think I can get a finish? Don't you think I can finish this guy? Is that what you're saying? That was what he was like with everybody all week. Mm. So at the end of every media day, workouts, weigh-ins, whatever, Obviously, as you can imagine, there's a media room and there's you know there's 20 guys in there, guys and gals, trying to file copy, editing videos, and everyone's chatting, going, who'd you get? Yeah, that guy was good. Oh, yeah, my interview with such and such. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. It was brilliant. You know, that that yeah, yeah, chatter yeah. goes on. And everyone was like, what a prick Tyron's been all week. And that's why and that's why it felt like it was Darren's time. The momentum shift was there. You felt like the organisation, Dana, you know, they didn't make any fucking... <laughs> Dana, 100% wanted it. wanted Darren to win. Obviously, the media kind of wanted Darren to win just because of the way Woodley was acting. And that, that I think that's what made it even worse going into Saturday night because I spoke to Jane on the phone, the wife, before I left the hotel. And um, and she was like, how do you feel? Are you confident? And I was like, I'm so confident. Yeah. I, I am so confident we're bringing this belt home. Mate, it was all about weight. Hit weight, you win. Mate, what a statement that was as well. Fuck by it, the way. 169. Pound. I'm going to be honest with you, though. He looked like Gollum from Lord of the Rings, mate. He looked like fucking hell. Every last drain of something was out of his body at yeah. that particular moment. He looked good fight night when he was in the cage. Yeah. But uh, on them scales, I was like, fucking hell. Looks like he's been on the cat. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, but I think obviously, you know, he's going to look dramatic. Look back when Connor was making 145. Absolutely. Look I, I made Connor this point to a well. kid last week. I said, Compare the pictures of Connor at 145 and 170, two different human beings. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of the same with Darren. And, uh, you know, ultimately, whether that means now he'll move up to middleweight straight away or he's going to stay at Welter, I think the fact he made 169, I'd suggest it means he's going to stay at Welter. He's going again. He'll go again, I think, yeah. Um, But he did it right, you see. George Lockhart wasn't necessarily on hand, but the other nutritionist brought in, um, aptly named Chef, 
that that's a story in itself. Uh, I can, you know, no one's listening, so I can fucking tell you the truth about Chef. Chef was with them in camp in Las Vegas for like four weeks, five weeks, whatever it was. And what he was doing is George Lockhart was basically ringing him and saying, feed him this, feed him that five times a day. You know, tell him to eat. He's got to eat this bowl of fruit right now. He's got to eat this right now. And that's why at the, uh, the media day, he shocked everybody by sitting there eating a bowl of fruit because yeah. Chef took a phone call, right? Yeah, boom, eat that right now. George just said, and that's what he did, and that's how he made weight because George Lockhart basically masterminded the whole thing. But fucking chefs, they're chef. <laughs> they're in Vegas for six weeks. No lads were like, fucker doesn't shower. Fucker didn't get a shower all week. Fucker's wearing the same gear he was training in to cook our dinner. I was oh. like, oh, you're all going to end up with all kinds of oh. Legionnaire's disease and everything. Ugh. Funny. It's all part of the. Uh, Camp craziness, but so you're still pretty confident that he's going to do well to wait again because oh, often... I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think he'll do well to it again. Yeah, I think with, with Darren, he's, he's adamant. You know, obviously, his ego's bruised at the moment. He's looking to right that wrong, similar to he what to right that Connor wrong. wanted to do in it. Yeah, exactly, he had an opportunity yeah. to go back down to 155, but he said, No, fuck it, I'm going to go 117. We'll, we'll do that and then we'll come back down. I think Darren wants to do something a bit special that no one's done before. And you know, the only thing that hasn't been done before three is weights. a three weight world champion. Mm. I think you know. I think we will see the best of Darren Till at middleweight. We will see Darren Till really pushed up at light heavyweight. But I think right now is his final opportunity in the last next twelve months to do something at welterweight mm. before his body just refuses to do it anymore. You know yourself between twenty six, twenty eight, you get another growth spurt anyway. So um, I think he'll stay. But you, you never know. You never know. A lot might depend on Woodley as well. You know. I, I don't think he's going to get another fight with Woodley anytime soon. No. But I think if Woodley is talking about potentially moving up himself um, and defining his own legacy, I think that would leave an opportunity should Darren bounce back and maybe beat someone like uh, Kamaru Usman or Stephen Thompson in a rematch, something mm. like that. I think that will put Darren straight back in the frame for a yeah, absolutely. vacant title fight. Mm. Um, away from the main event, Fucking Zabit. Oh, man. He Alcoholic is the is man, isn't he? He is the man. Do you know in real life as well? He is just as fucking quiet and unassuming. And like, he's just got that weird little smile walking around the hotel, smiling at everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just like, just a little hairy Uber driver. That was how I was describing him all week. He's just so nothing. You wouldn't look at, look at him twice. And yet. He's unbelievable. He is, honestly. Literally, Dan Hardy was having a wank over him because he was just like the kid transitions from one style to yeah, another, yeah. just effortlessly. You can do anything. That naughty little trip where he just steps in, grabs your body, throws your upper body one way, and just flicks his foot, his, the back of his ankle round the back of your ankle. Yeah, he tried it in the first round um, against Brandon Davis, and I thought Brandon—I'll be fair—I thought Brandon Davis did well for the first round. Mm. I was like, "Fuck me, good on you! Like you've, you've done well there." And there was, I think he tried it once, and Brandon Davis kind of gave him a little shake of the finger as if to say, no, nah, no, nah, you won't get me like that. And in the second round, he just got him with it wicked, do you know what I mean? But everything about him, the spin and heel kicks, the little teep kicks, it's mm. just like, fuck it. I know. mean, this is a guy that showed up on his UFC debut, and first thing he did, he fucking threw a short time in there. Yeah. Just <laughs> ran up the cage and short time kick. and thinking, who the fuck's this guy? <laughs> Outrageous. And the finish, mate. Yeah. I... I'd never seen that before. I missed the Algermain Sterling fight until I watched it after the Algermain. Um, 
And that finish, I'd never seen anything like it. I was reading some stats on it. I think there's only ever been three, two or three, three. in the well, UFC previous. There was previous. only one before, yeah, and then there was two on Saturday night. Shh. Suluev stretch, it's called. The what? A Suluev stretch. <laughs> it's like a, a, a converted fucking heel hook type thing. It's mad. It was a, I, I just described it. I was like, weekend, what the like fuck a, is he doing? Exactly. What is that? But how wicked is it? Yeah, it, when it you looks see amazing. It? I described it as a spammy hammy because it just looked like a, someone's hamstrings just going to turn to spam. Yeah. But it, it was the way his was better than Al, Al Jermaine's because Al Jermaine's was the other way around. Mm. Like he was still standing up and he kind of put it on underneath. It wasn't as good. But the bits, because you got the full view of it, especially from the overhead cam. It was mega. You could just like, oh my God, he's going to snap his hamstring off. Mm. But if you look on the bits as well, he's got hold of the ankle. He's obviously pulling the ankle towards him. And then he's his foot is I think it's his right foot. You know that this is a pop this is a podcast, mate. People yeah, can't people it. can't see you like pointing at your bollocks. No. Tuck his foot <laughs> so he's pushing down with his foot to push the thigh away as he pulls the ankle away. Just literally stretching the fucking hamstring. Yeah. It's just unreal. It to see good. it live, it was just sick. Insane. Do you know something? You you were blessed. I know that obviously you were there mainly just for the till. But the whole the, the whole card was absolutely outrageous. I felt for Carolina, I'm a massive fan of hers. Yeah. And obviously seeing the video afterwards where she was in tears, absolutely gutted. But you've got to give it to Andrea. I mean, what's that now? She's got the most amount of victories now for any woman in the UFC. Outstanding performance from her. She beat the shit out of her, didn't she? Alassan. What about him as well, mate? He was mate. absolutely ridiculous, wasn't he? Alassan, he, he, he looked like he was going to steal a show at one point because obviously he's from Dallas as well. His finish was sick. Just unreal. What was it? 30 seconds, 40 seconds or something? Just went in and went, right, fuck this shit, and just yeah. blew the kid just away. Just lit him up. And I was like, the best thing about it, watch it on a replay. Like, if fucking Golovkin does that to Canelo this weekend, everyone is like, oh my God, he's the greatest boxer ever. Mm. Watch the combination he throws. Yeah, it's outrageous. He throws like a three-punch combination, rolls under a shot, yeah. and then throws another three-punch combination to finish it. It was Mike Tyson-esque. It was un insane. And straight away afterwards, I was like, why the fuck is this guy called Judo Thunder? When his name's Al Hassan. Like, why is his name not the assassin, Al Hassan? You know what I mean? Come on. You should get into that. Screw Judo Thunder. <laughs> he knocks everybody out. He doesn't use Judo. No, he doesn't. That doesn't was need Judo. That was, it was a tremendous, tremendous performance, mate. What was the highlight for you then? Because you saw the whole card. Yeah. The, the, do you know what? The best fight, and it actually won fight the night, thankfully, was the, was the women's bantamweight fight. And it was the second one on, on the early prelims. And you know what? It was the fight no one gave a fuck about. Mm. It was, so uh, was the case, though. I know Irene Aldana against Lucy Pudlova, and they were ranked like number fourteen and number fifteen in the uh, in the women's bantamweight division. And they stepped in there. The two of them must have been like so evenly matched, both relatively pretty, tall, very slim, both about five nine, five ten. Like they look like two. American track athletes right. about yeah. to run like the 5,000 meters or whatever. Mm -hmm. That's what they look like. And then they started throwing shots at each other and they basically just had a kickboxing match for 15 minutes. And by the end of it, the two of them were covered in blood. Both had broken noses. Both had busted up eyes. Lovely. Both were spitting blood out the mouths. That's the shit. These two lean, like athletic looking young women literally beat the living shit out of one another. <laughs> And it was just like, fuck me, whoever made this fight, but not only that, whoever ranked them at 14 and 15 deserves all the credit in the world because it was like 
bang on. Oh, it was absolutely astounding, yeah. And then the other one that stole the show for me was the other girl, Tatiana Suarez. Yeah. Who she came across shit out of Carla Esparza. Yeah, but she came across wicked throughout the course of the week. I saw a little bit of interview. I think you did a bit weird throughout the course of the week. Yeah. I saw loads of her on screen. I was thinking, I don't know too much about you, but I was liking the way that she was talking. She came across brilliant on Embedded. Thought, yeah, she, you're all right. I'll pay a bit of attention. Then I watched her. I thought, fuck me, man. Yeah, new player. Well, when we, when she did embedded, you know the bowling alley. Yeah, it was that was the bit where she was, that we that was the night we recorded the podcast. Me and Jim. Right, right, right. So we were in the bowling alley, and she come rocking in with all her team. Right, yeah. And then so we're like by that stage we're done. We're on our six or seven beer. That's a story as well. I'll come back to that. That was mid show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she comes in with the embedded cameras and shit. Goes off, starts bowling and playing with the. That was Thursday night. So she never cut weight. She cut zero weight. Fuck me. So she walks around at that weight. So you know, or, she may or, have done or she's trained down she, to that weight. She may have done two or three pounds in the morning or whatever, but she basically was not cutting weight. So we went to record that because we knew Darren was having a sleep and every most of the fighters were having a sleep. And then after that we had a couple of beers, blah blah, and then we went back to the hotel about nine o'clock and then I sat outside basically the entrance to the gym. And watched all the fighters go into the gym, into basically, sauna, yeah. to sauna rooms, gyms, whatever, to go yeah. and get the sweat on. And then... Did you do it with your burger? Were you sat there with your burger? Well, it wasn't that bad. But I was sitting there, and I'm <laughs> thinking... Texas ribs. All right, lads. You know, I was sitting there, I'm thinking, I'm getting running, I come for you for the night. Then it does a, a, a call with TalkSport. So I'm live on TalkSport, and they're going, what's happening? And I said, right, I'm setting the scene. I'm in the sauna. And yeah, yeah, I'm just outside the gym, you know, blah, blah. It'll be a couple of hours till we see Till, yeah, blah. And then next thing you know... Here's Darren walking towards me. He was second out. So one of the girls, I can't remember which one of the girls it was. It wasn't Tatiana, i say she didn't cut weight. One of the girls come out with her team. And I'm on, I'm on talk sport and I'm going, yeah, yeah, you know, it's be a few hours yet, guys. You know, that weight doesn't come off. He, oh, here he is. Uh, Darren, yeah, everything. And he, and he gives me a, th- oh, he's giving me a thumbs up here. Right, okay. Uh, I, I'm guessing they're going to go for a hot bath and then go back to the gym. And anyway, I, I come off here, ran over to them. What's going on? We're done. We fucking made weight. Half nine on Thursday night, he was on weight. Yeah. So he had a can of coke. Didn't went he? back to his room, had a little sip of a can of coke, and then went to bed. And but no one knew that. Like we didn't, because Colin was like, "Do not fucking tell a living soul we're on weight. We want the whale to be waiting tomorrow yeah. to see if it happens." Because uh, obviously the new Woodley was struggling to make weight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Needed two times to the scales. So um, that w- that was amazing part of it. Just coming back to the the podcast though. So anyone that watched the podcast with me and Jim, I can say it now because I'm back on home turf. Yeah, it's on the it's on uh, our YouTube channel. Go and have a little bit of a nosy dip. So me and me and MMA Jim does a podcast, the final you know last minute Thursday night like preview. a countdown thing. Yeah, like, yeah. A, like a final preview thing. So we're in that, that bowling place. So we must have had five or six beers. We've got now. Listen, the size difference between you and little Jim. Because <laughs> hey, Jim can put him away, can he? Yeah, he can put him away. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. he can. For, yeah, um, yeah. I will take it back then. You know, honestly, Jim's yeah. obviously been practicing. He knows Jim, what he's doing. Honestly, Jim can put him away. Yeah, he's okay. not a bad little drinker. All right. So we're, we're having uh, chicken wings. You know, fucking all the usual. You're enjoying yourself, food, yeah? Onion rings, full it. We're there from about, I'd say, two till eight. Two in the afternoon. Yeah, till eight at night. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, I'm going out working. You're on an old day bender. <laughs> so, listen how scouse this is. So anyway, end of the thing, blah, blah, blah. Some of Darren's team have come, they had something to eat, Terry Etam and them, and they get off and this and that. So at the end, right, okay, yeah, here's us with the tab then. So the guy comes over, just waiting for the tab, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes later, he comes back. He said, uh, okay, you guys are sorted. He said, no, mate, I'm still waiting for, still waiting for the bill. 
all right, okay, I thought we took your card. No, didn't you didn't take my card, no. Right, okay, I'll be back. Okay, no problem. So carries on talking for 10 minutes. Someone else comes over. Uh, do you need to pay your bill? Yeah, I've, I've asked for it like three times. Okay, don't worry, you know, we can just put it on your card. Nobody took me card when we first come in. Right, okay, yeah, I'll go and get you the bill then. 15 minutes later, I said, right, this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. What, you were sat there for an hour waiting to pay Be- the bill? Best part, I'd say realistically best part of 40 minutes. Okay. Waiting to pay. So I said, right, there's only one way we're going to pay and that's by walking out the door and then they'll, fucking, they'll soon make us pay. Anyway, we got out the door, five minutes up the road, 10 minutes up the road, back to the fighter hotel. <laughs> so we, we curveballed a $200, $200 bill. So we should probably say that episode of the podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Bolarama. Dallas downtown or whatever Fuck it was called. It. It's your own fault. It's exactly. Not, it's not like you've legged it. No you, shit. It's we, not like you've been a proper chav. You've just been half a chav. Yeah, we just wandered off. Yeah. But we were, and I mean, walked out the door, hung around by the door for a bit. Nobody said walked anything. Walked to the edge of the car park. Nobody said anything. And, and then like the th- there was three of us and we literally toddled up the road, oh, just yeah. gabbing and... How much better is an all-day session when it's free? Oh, mate. Miles it's better, isn't it? Tremendous. Mm. To be fair, I, I took a fair few quid away because I, I knew Dallas was expensive. But uh, I don't know whether it's my face or what, but I had a... You get looked after? I got looked after, yeah, yeah. so I didn't do too bad. People give you a few freebies. Mrs. got a bottle of perfume with this the money I didn't now. spend. This you know what year. I mean? Hey, Keep on, her happy. You're not sinner yet. She's on for a good one tonight. <laughs> Put some of that on. Get the red pants out, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but a great experience, and a great yeah. experience for Darren as well. It was, yeah. Um, I just want to mention as well the fact that most people have probably seen it by now. I was backstage. Oh, the... And I got some footage with, with Woodley's mum. Yeah, with, with Woodley's mum, yeah. And uh, honestly, you'd have killed me if, if you'd have been there because of the fucking fat-thumbed freak that I No, am. you and technology. Yeah. I'm absolutely... Do you know something? For those thinking that he did all the fucking work, this is basically how the Fight Disciples works, right? Yes, he knows how to interview people and he knows how to interview people well. I'm... I'm Amazed that he, he he managed to switch on a fucking camera to capture it and actually capture it via microphones as well. He then pings it all the way back to me to say, "Can you put that on the internet for me?" Fucking hell, mate! Right? Anyway, so with the Tyron Woodley thing backstage, mm-hmm. they're having an embrace. Tyron Woodley's mum and Darren having a wonderful conversation. Now that video that you filmed has gone viral. It's gone international everybody's gone crazy Imagine. for it yeah. however you missed that after fucking conversation because you could get your phone out your pocket exactly <laughs> that, that is so true and it's so disappointing because the best bits are kind of missed even though that bit went viral mm. i think just the embrace is what kind of everyone wanted to see anyway mm. and you know, you've seen the tail end of the conversation but the best thing about that was the start of it because yeah the bit that we missed yeah Nick. yeah because so do you want to exactly, let yeah, us know yeah. what it was all about because darren had literally just done an interview He'd done a couple of interviews, something with BT, he did something with the BBC, and he, it was at that point with the BBC, he was talking about Colin started getting upset, and he just went, right, it was Dan Hardy, actually, Dan Hardy just slapped the camera down out of the guy's hand and was like, this is not a moment to be caught on camera, you know, fucking let him have a moment, and, he, you know, he pulled himself together, and he went, you know what, I'm going to go and have a shower, and he, and he kind of, he literally just pulled himself together and, and walked away from, like, the, like a, the scrum. A, a, a private media scrum, and... Um, not the not in the main press room. Yeah, this yeah. is just like the the broadcasters scrum at the backstage, and it was he was kind of on his way past us. You know, I'd just give him a hug, and he and he was walking towards the dressing room, 
And out of nowhere, Tyron's mum just appeared. And honestly, she was so amazing. Do the impression. Because you did the impression in the car when I picked you up from the airport. So Do it. She, she walks towards her and all you heard was, she just come on and went, here he is, oh baby, oh baby. I've been looking for you, child. I've been looking for you, child. It's not a fucking preacher. Well, you know, that's, she's Creole. I've been looking for you, child. <laughs> but that's what she was like. And, and obviously, Darren was so gracious. And she'd come over and she was saying, you know, I'm so proud of you and all this kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, and she was saying, you know, I've got so much love and positivity and all this kind of thing. And it was just an amazing moment. And and then he, she was chatting to him for a couple of seconds and whatever, mm-hmm. and she was just saying how amazing he was and how how proud of him. And by this point, you got your camera. So out. I'm, I'm like, where's my fucking camera? <laughs> trying to get it out quick. And then she went, come here, come here, come here, baby. And she's like, come here, baby, yeah, and give him this that. like most amazing hug. And obviously, that's the bit where I just got a little bit on footage. Yeah. And and Darren was saying to her, you know, thanks for the opportunity, and you know, it was, it was an amazing experience. And she was she was so nice. And then obviously at the end was when she was saying. You know, Tyron's one of 12 and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I mean, we've we seen the tail end of the conversation. Um, unfortunately, Duke Rufus come over and, and offered his congratulations, which was nice of Duke, but he kind of cut Tyron Woodley's mum down in her prime, yeah, yeah. you know. But it, it, was a, it was a brilliant moment. I'm so glad I almost captured it. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> it, it was Imagine it was what moment. would have happened. You, you know what I mean? Imagine how viral it would have gone. If, if it got, got the whole, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was mint, mate. Really, really good. Uh, and now we move on to UFC Moscow this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> obviously it's a it's a landmark event. UFC have never ever been to Moscow before, and to you know to be doing the twenty fifth anniversary uh, is is pretty massive. It's at the Olympic Stadium. Yeah, but I think they've brought it down, haven't they? It's not the full forty thousand capacity. I think they've set it up for about seventeen thousand, so it will feel more like an arena event. I'm think- surprised. I'm really surprised at that. You know that they have. Could tell that how many people can get in because the Russians love this shit. They do. They love it. They do, but I think it's a little bit like at, um, you know, it's the first time the UFC are doing it, and it is Russia. Yeah. You know, and they've had to partner with M1 Global, which is something the UFC don't do. Yeah. But this, listen, this is how Russia works. You can't go to Russia and earn uh, Russian rubles without someone in Russia making a few making quid Russian themselves. rubles as well. That's just how Russian. That's how the world works in Russia. So they've had to go over there and partner with a different company right? to make sure they can grease all the right palms and tick all the right crosses. <laughs> otherwise, shit like this, otherwise you just can't get shit done in Russia. It just mm. doesn't happen. And I think, that, I think that may well lend it towards be doing a smaller, let's make sure it's a sellout, let's make sure it's amazing. And, you know, we haven't got Khabib on here and Khabib is the biggest star in Russia. Mm. You know, why would you do an Olympic stadium and push a 40,000? Well, how would you top that with Khabib? Yeah, you know, Khabib Fair enough. Connor. They take Khabib back to Russia. Yeah, they they do. do the full forty thousand, and it's absolutely massive. Mm. Um, I'm still dreaming about that. What Connor Khabib? Christmas Day rematch <laughs> in Russia. Do you reckon? Oh, imagine it. Well, that's what that's what happened, didn't it? So what happened was Rocky. So Apollo and Ivan Drago. Drago goes to America. Yeah. Smashes Apollo. Kills Apollo. Literally. You know it's a film, yeah? It's, it's not real shit. It isn't. It's okay, real. go on, carry on. Hey, I think, I think, I think our audience... Tony Bell, you was in Creed, it's real. Listen, I think our audience know the fucking story of, uh, of yeah, Rocky yeah. Balboa. What, what I mean is, it wasn't necessarily the rematch, it was the revenge match. Right, yeah. It had to be done on Drago's terms. And I think... So you reckon Khabib's going to do I Connor? I reckon if Khabib beats Connor, 
they go to Russia Christmas Day. Christmas Day. The, 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 the story's there. The narrative is there. It's been built. The excuse is there. <laughs> we did it inside 60 days. It was too much. Let's do the rematch. Okay, let's do the rematch. We've just done Russia. We've ticked the box. Let's go back to the Olympic Stadium on Christmas Day. Rocky style. Right. Fuck me. Game changer. Anyway, Olympic Stadium this weekend. Mark Hunt. Yeah. Alexei Oleichnik. <laughs> <laughs> The boa constrictor, as you're yeah. referring to, obviously. Mm. For anyone that doesn't know, you've got to watch this guy because this guy does something. We were talking before about the uh, Alawav stretch or whatever the fucking thing is called. The yeah. spammy hammy. Yeah. This guy does a choke that nobody else does, and that's the Ezekiel choke. And the Ezekiel choke, if you've never seen one, is kind of mental because it looks like you're being bear hugged. It's the front face-to-face front choke. Yeah. And... It looks so strange when you see it. It's like it's like a bully in school picking up a little kid and hugging him so hard, squeezing him, squeezing the life yeah. out of them. It kind of looks like that. And this guy, this kid, this guy has had. He masters it. He's a master of it. He's had, I think it's sixty-eight pro mixed, fights. Yeah, pro mixed martial arts fights. I mean, everybody's got a record of maybe a kickboxing record or a boxing record or a Mai Tai record. Then yeah. they go into mixed martial arts. And as we saw at the weekend, I think that was Darren's eighteenth. Was it? Mixed martial arts contest. Yeah, this geezer's had sixty-eight of them. Fucking man. To be fair, to be fair, Mark Hunt's had a decent whack as well. I think he's touching thirty. He's around. He's around there. Yeah. Mixed martial arts. That I should I say? Mark Hunt's had fucking loads of K one. That's K-1 what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Though as well. That's what I mean. But uh, Alexei has had at least. He's he's around seventy. I'm sure he's around seventy that he's had. Um, the Ezekiel Choke I'm, Master. The thing is, Mark how, is Hunt, how is Mark Hunt still in the UFC? You don't, you don't like anybody. I know it's. You don't get on with anybody. You, you know why are they sending him to Russia? Exactly <laughs> to get beat up. That's it's what they're doing. Yeah. Mark Hunt is like, he's got an open court case going against the UFC, yeah, yeah, and yet he's still getting put in UFC main events, which is kind of mental. But um, at the end of the day, he's a ticket seller, isn't he? Yeah, massive ticket you know, seller. You know, you want to get for him, so he has lost by submission in the past, though. Just having a quick look mm. down his record. But the problem with Mark Hunt is it's getting him... D- Once you get him down to the ground, you know, at, at the end of the day, he's Mark Hunt. He's a fucking turtle. Once you get him on his back, he can't he can't get himself back up. No. The problem is getting him down there. And, uh, you know, you shoot you shoot in on Mark Hunt at your pedal because if he catches you, as we know, he's a, he's literally a one-punch knockout artist. So, um, lost by Kimura a couple of times to Fedor and Josh Barnett. Mm-hmm. We met a car at Alistair Overeem. So, we, we all know Mark Hunt's got got no ground game really for MMA and <clears throat> obviously if Oli Elnick can get it down to the ground it's completely his world and a lot, as long as it stands up it's Mark Hunt's world so it, it, you know what it's probably going to be a decent main event and you know what the whole card while it's obviously packed with Russians yeah rightfully so though man because it turned out to be pretty decent the um, the the cards like this where people that listen to our show maybe that look at this card and they go, well, I don't know who that guy is, I don't know who that guy is, I don't know who that guy is, and you can go all the way through the, pre- the prelims anyway and say that. Yeah. Um, obviously, Kajan Johnson's on there. Maybe it's a name that we've obviously spoken about on the show many times, so people might be familiar there. But you look down that list and you think, I don't know too many of them. But we said this about a card similarly last year. Do you remember the one in Brazil? Yeah, yeah. And exactly. there was, uh, with all due respect to the fighters that were on it, there was hardly anybody on there that you could really get excited about because you didn't know too much about them. But the night was absolutely outrageous. Outrageous. Knockouts galore. It was a sensational, sensational card. And I wouldn't be surprised if 
right from the opening contest to the main event, Mark Hunt. Um, there are just finish, 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 finish. You know that there's going to be a finish in the Mark Hunt fight. Yep. It's not going to... Well, I'm, t- I'm probably fucking giving it the kiss of death now. You probably are. Um, but <clears throat> if you were, if you were going to gamble whether that's going to go the distance or it's going to have a finish in it, you would gamble that it's got a finish in it. And with having light heavyweights and heavyweights on that main card, I mean, and Arlovsky's on this as well, you would think that there's going to be there's going to be some highlight reel moments, let's just say, uh, for viewers to enjoy that. The main card, I don't think any of those fights goes the distance. Hmm. Absolutely none of them. You know, I don't know too much about Konchenko that's uh, fighting Thiago Alves. Mate, he's an absolute monster. Is it? He's, I think he's 18 and 0. Um, he's, a, he's obviously they've brought him into the UFC here and he's got like 70-80% knockout percentage he's just a freak and obviously Thiago Alves yeah, is, is the fighter formerly known as Thiago Alves yeah, I think I st- he's still yeah, a bit susceptible still oh he's still great but he's still a, he's, he's you know his, his chin isn't quite what it once once was hmm. Arlovsky um, your mate's fighting isn't he Peter Jan yeah Peter Jan Peter Jan Peter, Peter Pan. Jan just call him <laughs> as it is Peter Pan <laughs> Um, Abrecht versus Arlovsky that ain't going a distance Arlovsky obviously can I, can I just I'm going to apologise now to people listening to this having a scouser pronounce Russian names is hilarious go oh, on carry on mate that's why I'm just kind of trying to use abbreviations here uh, Blachevich Krylov what? good light heavyweight <laughs> shot that could go anyway that won't go the distance Arlovsky versus Shamil Abrahimov <laughs> that ain't going the distance Alexi Kochenko against Thiago Alifesh. Yeah. That ain't going the distance. That main card, none of them yeah, are going the distance whatsoever. Mm. Whatsoever. But uh, listen, it's one of them cards. Just don't sleep on it. And Peter Yan, I'm glad you picked him out. Peter Yan's a finisher, man. Yeah, he is. That guy's going to do decent things in the UFC. we only seen him make his UFC debut on uh, he was. I think he won the ACB championship before he mm. debuted in UFC. He was on the Cowboy Leon Edwards undercard. He looked decent there. Um and this is going to be a good fight, man. Mm. Some good ones on there. No, it should be all right. It should be all right. <clears throat> is CB Dalloway on it? Because he's... He's had, had three opponent changes. Yeah, he's had about yeah. three opponent changes, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, he's cool, CB. He's a nice guy. Mm. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. I know that it's uh, a little bit uh, downtrodden compared to the weeks uh, previous that we've had yeah. because we were all hyped up, obviously, about going to Dallas and getting dead excited about it and it didn't necessarily pay out for our boy, but fantastic learning experience for him and he will be back. It'll be interesting to, just to see what he does do next, whether it is yeah. continuing at welterweight or he has to do at uh, middleweight because I think we will see the best of Darren Till at £180. Yeah. 185. Yeah, I think we'll have... Um, he'll probably have a little bit of time off now. He was talking about getting back in the gym on Monday, which is bonkers. Hopefully Colin chases him, but uh, you know he'll probably get stuck into a bit of pizza uh, and just have a chill out. He's got a baby daughter on the way in a yeah. couple of weeks' time. But no one down... Oh, hang on. I'll tell you what we've not even mentioned. Because she didn't fight. Your girl. Oh, my God. Valentina. As if. Holy As shit. As if we've gone the whole show. We are talking about you jizzing all over her. Mate. Do you know what? In the flesh, I've got to be honest. Oh, here he is now. Here he is. Go on. In the, in the flesh. In the flesh. She's a pig. Like I told you. No, no. In the flesh. Karolina Kavalkovic. Yes. Outstanding. Hot. Outstanding. Smoke show. Why, why are you only in the flesh? Can you, do you not have HD on your TV no, at home? I've just never really seen it before. Right. But, uh, you know, she and then the picture of her crying and stuff like that, she looked great. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. I like my women crying. <laughs> <laughs> 
But let's That's go back. when I find them most attractive. <laughs> when they're crying, <laughs> you sick bastard. Let's go back to the Shevchenko twins because I've got to be honest. That workout was outrageous, Holy wasn't it? Holy smoke show. That workout was outrageous. So I was, I'd, I'd managed to smuggle myself on the team bus. So I'm with Darren on the way to the thingy, which is why I got footage of him getting dressed up as a cowboy and shit like that and was putting that out. Because uh, that was just like on en route to the open workouts. And then um, I was backstage and someone from the UFC kicked me out of the dressing rooms and was like, your media, you should be out front by now. And I got round the front just as Valentina was walking out as well. So I'm like walking. Alongside her. Oh. And I'm like, you know, this, this kind of feels like we're walking up the altar right now towards the altar. It's kind of nice. In the flesh. I know on the TV she's got that like gritty Russian. Dirty look. Yeah. Like she needs a wash. Yeah. And, and in the flesh, you know, that that's even more evident. But there's an element of it as well where you think, yeah. What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> she's just, And then you see her with her sister. Come on. They look like a pair of brass, mate. Mate, a sister's smoke show. Yeah. But the two of them together are. Obviously, obviously you've seen the open workout. You've seen (laughs) that that revised, like, Look at you. I thought you'd get excited about that, yeah. Mate, that routine. Honestly, if I had glasses, they'd have steamed up. (laughs) That's how good it was. And then, you know, I was talking to... Did you make an approach? Did you chat? I was chatting I was chatting to her sister when she was getting... Oh, here we go, here we go now. Then putting the work in, you know. Have a word with your last word. (laughs) Putting the work in with her sister. But, uh, yeah, man, come on. It's not for me. The two of them. Yeah. Listen. Not for me. Carolina, outstanding. Them two, they just look like a couple of lasses off bad girls. You know what I mean? Like... Maybe this is maybe this is a half back to my young teenage days, when, yeah. and th- this isn't sexually related. But I used to stay up late at night to watch Cell Block H. That's what it is. I was so into Cell Block H. That's what they look like. A couple I, of lasses that are doing a bit of bird. You know what I mean? But honestly, I think the two of them combined—that's like a f- that—that's fucking any man's wet dream. That is. Nah, mate. Absolutely tremendous. Rough as fucking the toast. Two of them. Rough as toast. The two of them. Mm. You, you don't make love to the Shevchenko twins. <laughs> The Shevchenko twins make love to you. <laughs> that's this week's quote. That's that's how we're selling this week's show. You you don't touch them, they touch you. <laughs> well, on that note. Oh, outrageous scenes. There you go. He's back. He's back in the cut. He's only been back an hour. Uh, thank you very much for listening. You can subscribe via iTunes. Get yourself all over it. Uh, fightdisciples.com as well is our uh, website where Android feeds are available for you. And there's uh, a little bit of uh, YouTube action as well. We're going to do a little bit of a debrief on the Darren Till uh, fight against Tyron Woodley and what next for him. It's all on our YouTube channel. At Fight Disciples, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe via iTunes.